Hello and welcome to the Dad's Gone Wild podcast, episode four, A New Hope. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> nice. That's for, nice Star Wars reference for you out there. Um, I'm your host, Ryan Alderson, joined by my, always joined by my partner in crime, the boy wonder himself, Andy Fountain. Andy, how the hell are you? Doing well, Mr. Alderson, how are you? Good, good. I'm excellent. Thank you. And we have a very special guest joining us, MSU alum and club lacrosse alum, Scott McNabb. Welcome to the show, Scott. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm, uh, I'm pumped about yesterday's, uh, about yesterday's events. Uh, excited to talk about it and uh, excited to be on the show. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Thank, thanks for thanks for being on. Uh, we will kick it off just like you said. Last night was the NBA draft, and the Pistons and their new GM Troy Weaver. Um, I mean, he was an absolute boss last night. He made a bunch of moves pre-draft, during the draft, and I mean, he basically he's he's turning over this roster, right? Yeah, he's still making moves today. He's made additional ones after the draft, so there's uh, no rest for him. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, my wife, my, okay. I'm sorry, guys. So I'm, we're yeah. recording this, right? Okay. I'm sitting here just listening in, and my wife comes just in the room, turns the light on, like nothing fucking's going on. Just like, hey, oh, hey. I'm like, ah, 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 hand gestures, the whole like, like, <laughs> like oh, hey, what are you doing? Hey, <laughs> How's it going? Like, oh, I, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm like, yeah. Sorry. It's nice. Yeah, it's I, nice. I normally it's just wave hilarious. Yeah. Yep. It was hilarious though, because I'm like <laughs> they're talking and I'm like, this is going on, and they, they have no clue. So I just yeah. I had to butt in and, and announce that. Sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Yes. No, once we get our studio finished, once we get our once we get the studio yeah. finished and we have a private area, right. it'll be much better. Obviously. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously working you on gotta, gotta get your sponsors to cover that. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Right. That's working on that monetization. Um, anyways, yeah. So back to the draft last night, the Pistons. So Killian, Killian Hayes, when they were drafted at seven, I think a lot of people thought that they would go that route. Um, I'm not, you know, I don't think there's this, this expectation that he's going to be like the next Russell Westbrook or James Harden or like some, you know, He's not going to be a, a star player on the team, but I think if he can be a starter going down the road a little bit, um, I think he could be a solid piece. But, you know, we'll see, right? He's a point guard. It's kind of a toss-up, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we needed a point guard. We've had a gap there um, basically since Chauncey's left. And you're getting yourself a 6'5 athletic point guard. I mean, that was the biggest need in the draft. Went in there and checked that box, and he's played against uh, you know grown ass men for the last couple of years. He's got a gold medal, um, MVP, U sixteen. I mean, he, he's got the talent. He's just not a household name. Yeah, that's a good point. For yeah, he has been playing against uh, adults. Um, but yeah, I mean, because if you look at the roster right now, I mean, Derrick Rose is probably the starting point guard, right? But they're going to they're going to flip him either at the beginning of the season or you know for something 
because teams want him, right? I mean, his name has come up with the Lakers a bunch, right? Have you, have oh, you... he can score and he's cheap. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Score, he can score, he's cheap, and he's got one year left. So everybody with uh, cap, cap problems right now, he's a prime target. Yeah, and if if uh, if he's healthy, even better. And he's kind of shown that um, in Detroit the last couple of years. A lot of people, you know, we were all kind of anticipating that he would have gotten moved last year at the deadline, and he didn't. But now we actually have a GM that knows what he's fucking doing. <laughs> I know there was there were offers the, on the, the table the earlier. Like, what's that? I mean, what's the, what's the history on the on the new GM? It's, his name's Weaver, right? Troy, yeah, Troy Weaver. So, like, what's his history? Like, what, what's what's the background on this guy? I I I know that he's new. I think is this is his first, you know, GM, uh, you know, first time being GM, I believe. Yes or no? He was like the uh, uh, yeah, he was the assistant GM uh, in OKC, and uh, yeah, when he was okay. over there, he. Uh, I mean, he's already done the uh, Iserman style, go to the Tampa Bay, rip it down to build it up. I mean, he went to OKC and just shredded that roster immediately and was uh, a key part in orchestrating all those first-round picks they got. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen when you, what he did there, and that, that has to be why they brought him in here because this roster had to be shredded up, and he wasted no time. It's a yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah, and he already got rid of um, – he already got rid of um, Kennard, who is probably one of our, you know, he's a, he's a good he's a good player, and but he's not gonna you know he's not part of the future, right? So he's not long term plan. He's yeah, he's got to get paid next year. And, right. Oh, that's right. He, that, I hate. Yeah, I hate to break it to you. We're not gonna win shit next year. So. Nope. Uh, he's not part of that long-term plan, and I'm not giving him a Ben Gordon, Charlie V kind of deal Fuck and paralyzing no. us. No, Charlie no. V. Oh, my God. Yeah, God, so. Those two, killer. Oh, brutal. Um, yes. Charlie wow. So Troy Weaver. In a while. Troy Weaver was part of the, part of the, you know, the front office in OKC that drafted was he was he there for Kevin Durant, McNabb? Yeah, he was on the staff. Uh, Durant, I mean, he put that Hart. whole team together. Durant, Westbrook, Harden, all them. He was a, uh, associated with that. And Ibaka. he was also part. Of, yeah, and he's also a part of ripping it apart. So he's not afraid to take someone that's an MVP candidate and just boot his ass to the street. Yeah, I, I fucking love, love it. Yeah. Are you guys watching this football game? Yeah, it's awesome. Is 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 fuck? Is that fucking Mike Vick? That is one of the like. Bet your ass it is. Yeah. Yep. And Holy they don't even shit. call him Mike. They just say they just say Look Vick. Oh my god! It's awesome. <laughs> that is that is phenomenal. Yeah, a little too much blue and gold on Tony there, so you yeah. can throw that shit away. <laughs> um. That's awesome. All right. Sorry. I just. But yeah, I mean. You saw it last night. I mean, Weavers, he's he's getting he's getting you know, getting lottery tickets right. And this 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 roster that they have right now is going to be terrible next year. I mean, I think he's shooting to try and get in the top three next year, right? Um, I would I would think so. This roster's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at it, and if you actually jump into it and look at their contracts and everything too, I mean, there is there is no one on the books after. I mean, even this year, we're one of the lowest payrolls. And then next year, we literally have the rookies we drafted, Blake Griffin and Seku, and those are the only guys under contract in 21. Jesus. Wow. I mean, we got nothing. So, yeah, that, that brings uh, – so how many years left is, uh, does Griffin have? At that, is he two or three? His last year's 21-22. Uh, okay. So we got him for two more years. Um, what, what are your thoughts can on – funny? Can I tell you guys a funny story about Blake Griffin? Absolutely. Go for it. Go for it. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it quick. So I was at a game uh, earlier, uh, right before COVID struck, like back in like January of, of this year. Okay. And I was there with a vendor um, and they're like, hey, uh, there's actually the, uh, the a company that Vinnie Johnson owns. It was a, a furniture company. Anyway. So, so we had like we had like unmitigated access to, to because we were with these folks to like the locker room and they're like, yeah, if you guys want to go down to the locker room, we'll show you around. <laughs> and I like the people I'm with, I'm like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. You know, like, so in the third quarter, me and this group of people go down and get into the Pistons locker room. And this guy's just kind of showing us around, like, here's where, you know, here's the lockers, here's where the storage is. This is where they keep their, their travel bags and their, you know all these like fucking shoes and all this shit. Here's their like jacuzzi area, you know, uh, training, uh, you know, uh, where they get their PT, you know, when they're when they're when they have injuries, all that stuff. I mean, it was it was cool, it was, and it's it's all brand new, right? And so we're walking through, and we come around, we go through like the bathroom where like they have all these you know stalls, sinks, whatever. And we come come out, and they're like, "Okay, you know, we're the there's nobody in the locker room, so you guys would be fine to just kind of look around." Well, I come out of the bathroom, and I'm by myself, and I'm the first one that's coming out, and I come into like where the where they're like uh, where all their jerseys are and stuff. And fucking Blake Griffin is sitting in a fucking chair looking at a, a big screen TV, and I would I I looked right at him, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" And I just turned around and walked back into the bathroom area, and I was just like. Uh, I went over and told the dude, I'm like, uh, I know you said there's nobody in here, but I'm like, but Blake Griffin is sitting like right over there. And he's like, oh, oh, okay, cool. And he goes in there and he's like, hey, Blake, these guys are just going to like walk around whatever and check out the locker room. And he's like, oh yeah, that's cool. And I, we were sitting like, like I'm like right next to him and the people, and then we still like, then he started talking to us and he was actually a really cool guy. They're like, they're like, man, everybody's like, when are you going to get back on the court? He's like, I'm, I'm, he's like, it's killing me, man. I, I want to be out there. So, yeah. so, so yeah. the funny part is we go back to the, to the suite and there were these, there were these women that were there, like younger, you know, younger women, like our age. And, and one of them was kind of like the host of the, of the, you know, the group of all the people. And she's like, she said that she wanted to go down to the locker room, but she, you know, she had to host and she's like, I will only go down there if I can see Blake Griffin. <laughs> so I get back up there and I'm like, I'm like, you're never going to believe what happened. I'm like, we were in there and I saw Blake Griffin and she's like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, yeah. And all he had on was a towel. <laughs> and she looked at me and just like, her like, like her jaw just dropped on the floor. And I'm like, yeah. she's like, are you like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah. I'm like, he, he wasn't in a towel. He's just hanging out. 
but <laughs> she, she must have went back and like said, she, no, it wasn't that like tall. A... He was butt naked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, that was... I, I mean... Blake Griffin story. I, I like Blake Griffin. Um, I thought when he got traded here, like, you know, nobody would have blamed him if, him if he was, like, disappointed or didn't want to be here. Sure. But, like, he really embraced it. You can tell he really embraced the city, like, and yeah. he just he's just a gamer. Like he just goes out there and he you know, you can tell like he's he puts in a lot of effort. Yeah. I, I think he just really likes to play and and and, and he's a good, and he's a good player, right? Okay. But I think he just more, more than anything just likes to play the game. Like he's a fan yeah. of the game. So I mean he's a max Detroit effort guy or... and he wants to win, you know? Yeah. He's a max yeah. effort guy. Yeah, exactly. And and sometimes sometimes too far. I mean, you go out I mean, we're a terrible team. And he's going out there and diving all over the court, running through people. And he's got injury risks all over the board. And he's still doing that on this disgusting roster. I mean, I give him a lot of credit for that. Not many would. And maybe it's no. an efforts to get out of here, but still, I mean. Yeah. Again, that. I think it's just that's how he plays. That's just yeah, how he plays the game. It's competitive, for sure. Yeah. Um. Back to this disgusting roster. What about what about Dumboya? What do you like? He's really young guy. He's only nineteen. So like, is there is there like any hope that this guy can turn into, you know, a you know a two or second or third scoring guy on the team? Oh, he's he's gonna be fine. I mean, he, his size is amazing. He's athletic yep. as hell. He's only been doing this not that long. And then on top of that, he was the youngest player ever drafted since they've had the freeze on the high school kids. So, I mean, you're That's technically right. getting him this year. He's only 19 right now. And he's yeah. going out there. He's cheap. He's 19. He's athletic as hell. You need those lotto tickets. Yeah. And then plus, you just drafted. I mean, you got that uh, little bit of French there. And then you got the new guy that uh, Hayes that's French too. So, buddy him up. I know you can. I guess it adds some kind of a storyline if we're ever prime time, which we shouldn't be. Um, but they're guys yeah. who might stick around and might not navigate straight to Miami once they're a free agent or push trades. Right. It's a could be a decent. They could be part of a decent foundation maybe in the next couple of years. Yeah, we're getting size at all the positions. Six five yeah. guard. I mean, guys that can jump out the gym like him and play defense and offense and. It's just lotto tickets because we're not yeah. getting guys below market costs because they want to go to Detroit. It's just not happening. I mean, nope. you got to draft the guys, roll lotto tickets, rip the roster down, and make moves. It's not For easy sure. to be a GM in Detroit. No, it's not because it's all about. It's like I mean, it's 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 probably similar to being a GM in Oklahoma City, right? Where you're just you're trying to to build through the draft and that's the only way that you're going to be able to to win and get to the playoffs, right? Exactly. You know, it's you know, you can't there even if they did throw max dollars at players, there's other teams that would probably do it too, right? Cuz teams are stupid and they just fucking do it. They they'll throw money at anybody. Yeah. You'll you'll get those guys. I mean, the only way you do it is you take those lotto tickets and sometimes you get a Giannis but even with yep. having Giannis in Milwaukee, they just made some stupid moves that are going to paralyze them. It's just Dude, trying those... to keep them there. But Giannis is so gone to Miami. And they just they sacrificed, what, three 
first Dude, round draft picks and the right to flip picks in three other years. I mean, yeah, I mean, we don't shift. They're done. We think, yeah, we think the Pistons roster is bad right now. Wait till Milwaukee in a couple years, right? When Giannis is gone, they don't have any. They don't have any first round draft picks. Oof, it's gonna get it's gonna yeah. get ugly. Yeah, and you have loaded teams all over the board. So I mean, you have to win now, or yeah. you're screwed. I mean, the Lakers did it with giving up a ton of picks to get guys to get AD, but I mean, it's they won. And they had the team to do it with the guy to do it in a city with a ton of money. I mean, it's you got the win, you did it right. It's worth the risk. But LA yeah. is going to get guys yep. to come there on the on the cheap just because they want to play in LA and they want to play the big guys. Yeah, what? Um, that's kind of like t- Toronto, right? I, I don't know what they gave up to get Kawhi, but I'm sure he wasn't cheap. Um, but. You know, they knew he was. There was a chance that he was going to leave, and but you know what? They won a championship, so it doesn't really matter what happens after that. No, he he left. He did his thing, and hey, I wouldn't hate any player we drafted ever if they got me a championship. I mean, you can give me a lawn job today, and I would applaud you. I don't care. Get me a championship. That's all that yep. matters, and I'll lose ten yeah. years in a row after to get one more every you know nine or ten years. I'd do it. In the next yeah. second. Yeah. I, and that's, I 100% agree. That's basically what uh, Milwaukee's hoping with this Drew Holiday move. And they were supposed to get Bogdanovich from uh, Sacramento. Um, but, you know, Drew Holiday's a nice player, but three first round draft picks? That's insane. I mean, when I brought that trade up to a couple people that didn't see it, I'm like, what do you think of Drew Holiday? Like, he's a nice player. I'm like, is he three first round draft picks nice and three other first round picks potentially moving 15 spots nice? And they're like, no, I don't understand what you're talking about. And I had to show it to him. They wouldn't believe me. It was insane. I mean, he's Drew Holiday. I don't think if you went up to most NBA fans and said, name your top 25 players. I don't know or if is. you put it family feud style up on the board, he's maybe, you know, a one pointer in there. That's about it. Nothing. You, you get that big red X if you throw out Drew Holiday. Yeah, I mean, he's good defensive player, right? Two-way player. Is the GM in, like, trouble or something like that to make a, a deal like that to just attract somebody? Or is it no. just – they're afraid Giannis is going to leave, and they want to put talent around him to keep him happy in Milwaukee, but he is not staying. No chance. He spends his whole offseason in South Beach. So, yeah. yeah. Well, when, he's not, when he's not in Greece, he's in Miami. So then this is like the year if it's going to happen, right? It's got to be. It's, I mean, if it's not no. this year, they have to somehow, some way – rope him into staying in Milwaukee, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, I mean, it's they've mortgaged their future to go all in this year. Do you guys just see DeAndre Hopkins just get fucking smoked in this game? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, not the first person that gets smoked in the head. Did he get a flag in that one or no? They hit him. Hit him in, He's, look at he, that. Oh, my God. He hit him in the shoulder, didn't he? No, he got him in the head. Okay. And but it was still – I mean, Defense. I think he got. I think he got both. Like, I think he got shoulder and head. I think defenseless, he, like, defenseless receiver. Oh, oh, Andre, Andre Diggs. That, 
I saw that. It was your boy Diggs. Former <laughs> Lion. Former Lion Diggs. Former Lion traded for pennies on the dollar. And the guy we got for him eventually cut. So, beautiful thing. So sounds like Sounds like the Patriot way. That's a perfect <laughs> yeah. lead into our I'll, next I'll tell topic. You. Yeah. Fire into it. <laughs> you you already you already started like basically talking about uh, you know the, the 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 woes of the lions right I mean just like I mentioned lions and you want more like, yeah I know isn't that fucking terrible isn't that awful but like it's it's just it's it, who who are these guys like who 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 are they like who, oh like, you know. are they are they good are they good no, they're not good. No, they're, simple they're, they're answer. Terrible. No, <laughs> but then they they then they win when they're not supposed to, and they do like it's just like what are you guys doing? Like, make up your fucking mind. Like, you're either not going to be good and just like get on, like get on with the process, but don't keep like winning games and showing up when you're really not supposed to. See, uh, I think they, I, I think if you had the right people running the team whether it's the GM, the owners, the coach, um, especially the coach and the play calling, you can ha- you can have a playoff team. They're not terrible talent-wise. They're terrible in their strategy, their game planning, how they adapt to the game. They're terrible in that manner. Patricia's supposed to be the smartest guy in the room. He runs the dumbest, the dumbest fucking defense I've ever seen in my entire life. In a league of passing, you don't blitz. Ever, and then when you get, it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. We and like he's what we and 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 I've I've he's supposed to be this defensive guru, like you said, and 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 then look back into what he did when he was at, you know, when he was at New England. Did they blitz? They had guys coming from all over the place, but they also what happened? They also had, you know, linebackers that were competent. We don't. I mean, you look at our team, if you're going to not blitz, you have to have capable linebackers and you have to have a defensive, you know, you have to have at least a top 10 defensive line. Ours is dog shit. There's nothing on there. I mean, you want to say Trey Flowers is great. He's not. I think our best defensive lineman is Aquara. Yeah, Romeo Aquara. Yeah. And I think our best corner, our best corner is uh, Arumaware. I was going to say, I was going to drive to your house and slap you if you said Okuda. Oh, fuck no. Are you <laughs> kidding me? No, God, the, he's the, brutal. The, the Arumo Are, they got in like the fourth or fifth round. He's, he, he's good, I think. He's been, or he's, been one of, he's been one of their better defensive backs, right? Yeah. He's, I mean, he's been fine, but I mean, it's hard to look like a good defensive back on this roster when you have no pass rush. I mean, yes. The pass yes. rush. When you get to the quarterback, it is easier to cover the receivers. In a passing league, you don't invest money in draft capital in cornerbacks when you don't blitz ever. No one's going to look good. Deion Sanders in his prime would suck on the Lions just because, you know, you try and cover the strategy for seven seconds. It ain't happening. Yeah, you can't you can't have man coverage without a pass rush. And they've the Lions have since Patricia's been there, they've had zero pass rush. And it was just like, I mean, and every single time they play, they'd make, you know, the quarter, the quarterback in the other team would be like, well, 
uh, frankly, like it was easy today because I just got to sit in the pocket and just pick this team apart. And yeah, then, like you said, that, Dak Prescott the other year. Yeah, Dak asked last year. How he had so, yeah, how he had so much success. He's like, well, you know, it was really nice in that play. I got to go through my progressions three full times and then some to make the pass for that touchdown. Three full times. That's eight seconds in the pocket. He was able to sit back there. You shouldn't have more than three. Yeah. It's uh, ridiculous. They brought they brought Trey Flowers in. They're paying him $18 million. I mean, he is not even in a scheme that Patricia wants to run. You need a, you need a premier pass rusher, an elite pass rusher, and – that is not that is not Trey Flowers. Well, we don't send more than four guys any play. They set right. a record last year for the least amount of guys pressuring quarterbacks on passing. It was like 3.5, and they're on pace for less than that this year, 3.3. It's the record in the history of the NFL. You run a four-man front, and somehow you average less than four running to the quarterback on passing. That means uh, you never blitz. Never blitz. No. And then on top of that, the quarterback and the other team has the most time in the pocket in the history of the NFL. Right. It's ridiculous. You give a quarterback time, it'll shred you. An example, every game this year, Trubisky, Alex Smith, both of them almost got 400. I mean, Alex Smith's been in the league for, for God, I mean, what? When did he, when did he get drafted? 2006 or seven by San Francisco? Maybe a little bit. He was Urban Meyer's quarterback. That. He was Urban Meyer's he, he, quarterback. Either way, he's time. old, and he's and he's you know got a, He almost lost his leg two years ago. Yeah, and he's out there and he almost set, throwing for four hundred. Yeah, he he set a career high in passing yards. It's crazy. Well, the Lions will do that to you. Oh my God! Right. So, what's the uh, what's this? So what like. What's the kind of, you know, there's two sides to this. There's like, all right, well, they won, so this is good because now there's seven teams that can make the playoffs, or there's the anti-winning, we need to tank so that we can get a better draft pick, get rid of hope hope that the, the GM and the coach get fired. Like, what are the kind of the two sides to this, Scott? I mean, to me, the Lions don't know how to use draft picks, so I'd rather just trade them for known commodities because – we suck at drafting. We have no strategy. So if we win a game or lose a game, yeah, you know, you could trade the pick. You could get a better guy. But I don't trust the current management, you know, the ownership, the GM, the coach. I don't trust them to make them anyway. So until you can the coach and can the GM, maybe even change ownership, which can't bank on that yeah. one, but at least the first two, you're not going anywhere. So, I mean, I guess – to make a short story long, it's you want to lose games to fire the coach and the GM. It's not yeah. for the draft pick. It's to get their no. asses out of the city. Yeah, it's to it's to change over the you know the the GM and coach. Yeah, and yeah, they're uh, here. I don't care what you have. This right. team's you know you put a good GM and coach in here. This team can make the playoffs and be all right. But the the game plan they have and the way they use their players is disgusting. So then is it really is it really then just Patricia? Because if you're no. saying that the personnel well hold on. You just said yeah. the personnel is is a could be a playoff team. So but that still that still does that still doesn't leave Quinn out. 
Look at his his second round his second round draft picks. Those guys should all be starters. They're garbage. Tease Tabor, Jared Davis, Jelani Tavai, Ashawn Robinson. Where are those guys? Uh, Ashawn's on the practice squad somewhere, I think. Or he doesn't play much. I I, I saw his stats in an IDP league, and they're not good. Yeah, so he's he's not on the Lions anymore. So that's. You know, he was he was He's the like second Seattle or San Francisco or something like that. Yeah, play. So, but yeah, it, like it's not just Patricia though. Like Andy was saying, like it's Quinn too. Like he's built this roster. Oh, yeah, saying, I want pick- I, I want them both to go. I'm just saying, you know, based on what Scott had said, you know, that, yeah, that it would for sure. Then I uh, then what we I could we could say for sure Patricia needs to go and Quinn, for sure it would be Done. nice. And it'd be really nice if Quinn went too. Well, Patricia doesn't have the respect of the locker room either. So when you have a coach oh, that's no. seen as an asshole and hard to that's, work with, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then you have Detroit that's not one of those major markets. So now you have an asshole coach in a, in a mid-major market. You get to pay like triple now to get guys to come in free agency. But the only reason so. why I say that they were playoff is because we have a semi-capable quarterback. We play in a shit division besides Green Bay. And we had a what was listed as an easy schedule, and even with that, half the teams we played were dismantled. You know, they had injuries across the board. Same with yeah. last year, we won too many games last year. I mean, or yeah. we won more than we should have. Yeah, I, I mean, we just got lucky. We ran into teams that were just completely torn apart. Yeah, that's true, and. I mean, so there's there's pieces on the offensive line. They've got. I mean, DeAndre Swift and Galladay are legit. Um, you know, skill position players, legit threats. Yeah, no, they're good. There's some pieces to build around, but Galladay's a free agent next year. Right. You still got to so, sign him. We have. I think we have one wide receiver on this roster under contract next year. It's yeah. You guess who it uh, is? Amendola. Cephas. No. Cephas, yeah, there you go. Quintus Cephas. Got it, yep. right? Yeah, so you got a lot of guys to sign. We got cap room, or we have a ton of cap. We're going to have a decent draft slot, and you're going to let these guys spend more money. It smells like, I already mentioned it once today, the Charlie V and Ben Gordon signing with the Pistons. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. it cripples teams when you let GMs yep. make panic moves. We did it this year. By Bob Quinn refusing to listen to anyone on the staff and go Okuda, and he was the only man in the building that wanted Okuda. Yep. I mean, you can't have a guy. Why Why does he have people on his staff if he doesn't listen to him? Right. Yep. Even make moves even, like that, it kills teams. Even Patricia, right? The, the rumor was Patricia wanted a D lineman. Yeah, he wanted Derek Brown, and then every human being in the building wanted Tua. Yes. And Bob Quinn said, yeah, you're not me. I'm taking Okuda. Yep. That's because he thought he was getting. Offense. He thought he was getting Denzel Ward, and he's not. No. And not not saying not saying exit. Not saying he's getting Denzel Ward, but he thought he was going to get a, a corner that was going to step right in and be just an absolute beast, right? Yeah, and from what I've heard, he has uh, you know doesn't get along with everyone. Yeah. So you got that uh, those social issues, 
And then on top of that, you have a team that doesn't blitz the damn quarterback. So right. you put him out in an island and you got nothing back there. Linebackers are the worst in the league. I mean, he has no support. So could he be good? Yeah. He's athletic and he's good. But in that system, hell no. Not a right. chance. I mean, Ohio State, he looked great. Why? I mean, because the he Big Ten's outside. first round draft. Big Ten had shitty, they have a lot of shitty teams, but he also had a, you know, seven, eight, nine guys drafted in the first two days in the NFL draft around him. You can take risks when you have another first round draft pick to your right and you have Chase Young that's about to murder the quarterback. Yeah. That's true. And you get to play Rutgers. Yeah. And in MSU now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you read it that Dan Wetzel from Yahoo Sports, he wrote an article about how the Lions not drafting a quarterback last year at three is setting the franchise back five years again. Here we are again, because we're not going to get a pick that high because we're middle, we're a middle of the pack team. Like we're not going to get towards the bottom again. And, but we're also not good enough to get into the top half where we're making the playoffs. So, like, yeah, you look at the four wins this year outside of Arizona, Jacksonville's probably picking two, Washington's probably picking top five, right? And then so is, and then Atlanta's probably a top eight pick, top 10. So, like, there's three yeah. or four, four wins, and you look at the rest of the schedule, and it's like, all right, like, you got Minnesota, Chicago, Green Bay again. I don't. I don't know. I just. It, it just. They're. They had an opportunity to, to take a quarterback, and they they should have, and they didn't. Well, and you had an opportunity to take a quarterback that normally wouldn't slip to you. The rumors for tank for Tua started the year prior. Right. So, I mean, you had two years of it, and he's nasty, and his work ethic is amazing. I mean, I've seen some specials on him, and uh, I mean. He's just nonstop a winner. Everything about his day-to-day is how to make himself better since he was five years old running cone drills on the beach with his dad. I mean, it's ridiculous shit that he does. And to be worried about an injury, and then you find out we got a guy who doesn't get along with everyone that, you know, has personality clashes and is a fucking quarterback, cornerback at pick three. You should never draft a corner in the first round, ever. No. I mean, it's a different kind of game. You can't hand check. I mean, look at right. Trey Waynes and those guys. They went to the pros and they just get penalties left and right. It's a completely different game. You can't do you can't spend a first round pick on a corner. But that's what you get when you keep these guys around. Right. And it's like, all right, so they're gonna can they're gonna can these guys and at the end of the year, but then what is it actually, you know, it's a year too late. Because you needed to bring yeah, in a, sta- a staff that when they had, like, you know, they had the ability to draft their quarterback. If they wanted to take Tua or if they wanted to take Herbert or trade it or trade the pick. Yeah, you would think that they uh, at least tried to trade the pick. But, I mean, there was no signs of that. I don't trust them on the trading. And then, right. I mean, you say we're not going to be back in the top three. I mean, Stafford's been... He's hurt right now again. 
he's at the end. They want out of here. I mean, we could have been a top three again this year if we didn't get lucky. I mean, maybe we keep them around just to get that top three. Because this game plan is awful. Yeah. Yeah, the girly, the girly fall, uh, falling, uh, falling into the end zone, that kind of screwed us because we would have lost that game. Yeah, we would have lost that game. And then the game last week with Washington easily could have lost that game. What was and, the uh, score? They're up by three touchdowns, right? 24 to three. It's a fight. They were game. up by three touchdowns. I started calling people, giving them, would they let me go 10 bucks? The Lions. Money, for money line when we were down 21. Oh. I, I offered, you know, tried to get like nine point spreads, everything, even money. No one would take it. Same thing happened with a few other games. The Bears game, I said I'd give them triple money on 100 bucks when we were like way up at the end. No one would touch it. I mean, we have no respect. We go pre-event, everyone comes back. I mean, it's, it's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. And so, speaking of crazy, if you're watching the game, I, I love when yeah, the guys yeah. just start throwing punches straight <laughs> into someone's face mask. Yeah, there yeah. Goes DK, there goes DK to the sideline. So it looks like they got it got broken up before anything really happened. Both teams, like it looked like Arizona's. I think they booted Metcalf, didn't they? Yeah, I think he's uh, gone. Yeah. Like, have you guys been? Have you guys been watching? Or maybe maybe Kyler's on one of your team. Kyler Murray on either one of your fantasy teams. I have uh, no. Yeah. Uh, Dosky has him. Dosky has him in our league. I mean, what a what a what a what an awesome setup for Arizona now, right? So you got Fitzgerald that's out, that's on his way out. He's going to retire. <laughs> you yeah, get DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. <laughs> awesome! What a what a oh, it's, what a, it's a beautiful what a thing. Great setup last, for them. Jesus yeah, last Carl. little hail mary. That was great. Oh my oh, god, man, that, that was play insane. was that play was insane. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know. Uh, Lions play Carolina this weekend. It doesn't look like Teddy is going to suit up. But I know see another uh, another game where we're getting the walking wounded. People are beaten up. It's, yeah, McCaffrey's it's out. Close game. Christian McCaffrey's yeah. out. So yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get uh, more going for his first 200 game. You're gonna get Mike Davis looking like oh uh, god Thurman Thomas out there just yeah running all over this. I mean, the supposed nasty defense for Patricia. It's the worst run defense in the league, and it's performed bottom four five weeks in a row. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's we're going to get nasty and have a nasty defense, and we're going to stop everyone. We're going to build from the inside out. Yeah, he's had the worst overall run defense in the last two years combined. It's gross. Yeah, they still could find a way to win this weekend, especially if Bridgewater's out for Carolina, because who's their backup? I don't even know. Yeah, was it P.J. Walker? Yeah, who the fuck is that? He was uh, Matt Rule's quarterback in college, 
And then at he ba- was the, at uh, Baylor. Yeah, he was his quarterback, and uh, what is it? He also had. Uh, he was the MVP of the half season minor league last year, the XFL, whatever. No, or no, the uh, AF AFL, or I forget what that was called. It was only after a minute. Oh, oh, yep. Yeah, he was the quarterback of that league, and he was lighting it up. He started in front of Connor Cook. Shit, well, he's probably going to light the Lions up, right? I mean, that's how that always goes. Some guy rolls off of his couch. A new quarterback rolls off three, his couch. 300 yards in a, in a, in a, few, in a few tutties. <clears throat> right? Just, wow. Just yeah, was wild. it Matt Flynn did that? It was Seattle. Everyone does it. Alex Smith sets career records. Yeah, Matt, just need Matt, the Lions to get you that ceiling on your career. Matt, yeah, Matt Flynn threw for what five hundred yards and six touchdowns against the Lions. That it was that two thousand thirteen or something. Jesus. Yeah, and then got a then got like a five year mammoth contract. Russell Wilson comes in the third round and sends his ass out of there. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, solid for his agent. Yeah, for sure. Damn. <clears throat> yeah, so we'll see. Who do the Lions have on Thanksgiving? Is it Chicago? So uh, I, I think it's a uh, Houston. I think. I think it's isn't it Houston? Oh Jesus! Deshaun Watson's gonna have a career day. <laughs> hey, no, <laughs> everyone says they're mailing. Everyone says they're mailing it in. Their season's going out of control. Nothing like the Lions on Turkey Day to get you back on track. I was gonna say nothing like yeah the Lions on Thanksgiving to get as your get right game. <laughs> yeah, they're a capable team. I think they have the pieces. What did they need to do? Uh, they're gonna go to Detroit and get right back on track. Yep, uh, Patricia, uh, Matt Patricia defense. Yeah, and that losing streak and just start up that six in a row for the playoffs. Yeah, perfect. Well. I think we need to transition into something a little bit more near and dear to our hearts. Scott, I think we need to transition over to a little MSU sports. What do you guys think? I'm all about it. We got all right, a you guys have your little love fest. And... Go for it. All I know is uh, Western beat Central last night. It was, uh, it was a great game. Yes. And uh, I, uh, I'm just happy to, today to be a, to be a Bronco. But I'm gonna let you guys go ahead and your little have your little Spartan love fest. You guys, uh, you guys have lots to talk about. So, oh, I, I don't know how much love there will be, but uh... <laughs> oh, were you were you love when it comes to this, Andy? Not, were you not rem- the results so far this year? But I like uh, I like a lot about what I see. Yeah, um, Andy, were you reminiscing of? Uh, uh, your days at Western and the Western <laughs> Central Western weekend, old Fozzy, I mean, old Fozzy, out to play. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I mean, yeah, of course you always, you know, think about man. It seems like sometimes it seems like yesterday, but it definitely wasn't. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was fun to watch. I mean, it was it was. Uh, it, it, it was it was fun to watch, but I mean, there's just no defense in the MAC. At least, in that, I mean, it's just like no one's yeah. playing defense. It's just it's awesome. I mean, it, it's it, it's it's fun to watch. I'm, I'm glad we won, obviously, but uh, I don't know. 
it's it was a, it's a good reminder for me of like yeah it's it's western it's cool but it's the mac it's not the big ten it, it's it, it's it's diff, it's just a to, it's different it's a different level of talent so um but yeah it was, it was still fun to watch are you sure about that oh. have you have you watched yeah, the Michigan just... or Michigan State game we're not exactly yeah. dripping with okay. talent. Uh, I, I know. I, 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 get, I get your point, but I mean, like, realistically, like, there's. I know. I know what you're saying. It's, uh, some, it's, it's not, it's some not guys. even close. It's not even close. Maction's fun, though. Yeah. Five fun. wide, left and right. Love it. First down, first quarter. Love it. <laughs> Games consistently going double, triple overtime, 50s, Tuesday night. Beautiful. It's nice. It's nice to see that there hasn't been a drop off at Western since Fleck left. Uh, Tim Lester yes. kind of yeah, kept things but, going. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's yeah, it's great, and everybody thought that you know Fleck leaving, we were going to go back to the, you know, back to the uh, you know two thousand. I forget what the co- what was the coach's name. His his son was the. This is like the ultimate like nepotism situation. The coach Bill, Bill Cubit. Cubit, his son was the quarterback. It was just like, what? That <laughs> like, team, how, yeah. does, how does this happen? Those teams were decent, though. They were decent, but I was just like, what? I mean, yeah. like uh, when I, I think it was the year, was it year I graduated? Yeah, I think it was the year I graduated. Uh, in like '06, we went to the international bowl. It was in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. It was, Did you go? That, that was it. Was a big deal. Um, actually, I. Friend of one of my fraternity brothers who lives in Rochester, uh, he played for the Broncos um, on that team. Dominic Moran, he's a good yep. guy. Played. Um, yep. That was. I think that was. Wasn't. Uh, what's his name? Wasn't Charles Rogers on that team too? I believe he was. Charles Rogers? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm sorry. Jen. Uh, you mean Davis? Greg, Greg Jennings. Oh, Greg. Greg Jennings. <clears throat> Greg Jennings. Ooh, Greg Jennings reference. I love it. Yeah, Greg Jennings. He was Kalam- Kalamazoo Central. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, yeah, they had some. They had some decent teams. Lewis Delmas. Um, Lewis some good Delmas, play- man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now you, the more you start talking about it, I'm like, yeah, well, that was a good, you know, it was a good team. It was fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, transitioning to Big Ten football. Um, yeah, but enough about that. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, real quick, though, before you get into that, how much do you love that your boy Fleck, the boat's sinking right now? Is it a little bit of you like that, or you still still have some love for him? Good question. I I, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, look. You understand the move? I, I hope for sure. I mean, like, well, put your, put yourself in that situation. What would you do? You, you're, you're leaving. You're going. You're, ma- you're moving up. Yeah, you maxed you out. Are. <clears throat> you went thirteen and zero. Question. I do question staying in the snow. I mean, you shift over. Yeah, it's. I thought that maybe he'd be in. He, he you might see him up in uh, East Lansing, but um, obviously that's not the case. You guys, you guys have moved on. You got a. You got a. You know. You got. Seems like you got a pretty good uh, uh, coach there, and 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 a really good. Um, you know, future ahead of you. I think, you know, now that he'll, he'll get a full, well, he'll get a full cycle now on, for recruiting this year. I mean, 
I, I get it. It's it, you know you 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 won the game that you really really wanted to. It doesn't look like it's looked all that well for the rest of the season. But I mean, you beat Michigan. Yeah, it wasn't a total yeah. loss of the season. Yeah, we didn't. I mean, we it it is possible we could uh, see if we were lying or not. We said the only thing that matters on the bad That's years fair. is that you know I would be okay winning one game as long as it's Michigan. It is possible. Yeah. I mean, with the roster we have now, and yeah, he he came in after transfer portal signings. He came in after signing day. I mean, complete host job. I mean, it's it was a. I knew going in, it was a lost season. Yeah, but I just want to see some, uh, you know, just see some young, some new guys, some momentum forward, and look at the recruiting. But next year will be his. Uh, will be how we can tell if he's. You know where he's at. Yeah, I mean, but like, just going to it being a lost season. If you're gonna have a lost season, I mean, this is the season to have. Be, have oh, absolutely, lost, right? I mean, like, especially. I mean, just given the circumstances. Yeah, no. Some, I mean, you have the lost season. This is the year when it's kind of people are gonna say there's an asterisk involved. Whatever, you, sure. everybody's still working through the same thing, but. I mean, I did. I did get mad at first when I found out the game was switched from Lansing to Ann Arbor. But being a season ticket holder, it's kind of nice that it's in Ann Arbor this year with no fans, and then I get my game next year. So sure. Yeah. Absolutely. We're gonna get. Yeah, get that at home, and and I understand that bringing in, you know, C rate, C level transfers because you were late. See what you got. And then I just love he, you know, kind of building off what Troy Weaver's doing. He said the other day, he people aren't playing for playing time; they're playing if they're going to stay at the university and be on the team. So he's going to yeah. go transfer portal heavy, and young guys are going to play. And you're going to see a, this roster flip over like Pistons. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a good point. And he's already been busy in the transfer portal. He already got some kids out of a junior college uh, offensive tackle. He's six seven, three hundred and fifteen pounds. Wow! I, I mean, know. just an and that, abs- and that pairs well with the other six seven guy he recruited. I think that's a uh, you know coming out of high school. Is that the kid from? Uh, is that the kid from New Jersey or? Um... I'm not sure where he's located, but I mean that's kind of his mindset, though. He said it's you know stars. Are for the magazines. He said, yes. you go out there and get 15, five, nine cornerbacks over a few years. Suddenly you have that are five stars. Suddenly you have a bunch of, you know, some pan out, some don't. And you look over at the bench and everyone's five, nine and you play Alabama and they have five star wide receivers. They're six, four. I don't care how good you are in athletic. There's no way to cover that. You just yeah, you get can't. smashed around. You so can't you match go up size NFL talent size. I mean, you go ten, like you go size over talent and coach him there. Right, he's not going to go for the guy, the offensive lineman who's six one or six two, undersized, but has a great motor. Um, he's he wants to look for guys that are already, you know, they are going to. He can mold into that, like you said, that that NFL body, right? Yeah, you can't you can't coach up a guy to be six four, you know. You're five nine. You're five nine. I mean, yeah, you can make some plays, but it's going to be a lot harder. And trust me, you're gonna 
recruiting a guy that's a four star that has the build is going to be less work than recruiting a guy that's a five star. People want that five star. Yes. Less effort and you get the guys you want. Yeah. It's a good point. And um, so are, are you looking at like, okay, so next year, kind of the, the barometer is going to, is going to, is to get to see like, what's the recruiting class looking like. Um, and then after that, are you thinking, are you thinking like, okay, like two or three years, like we should have a quarterback. Um, we should be trying to be competitive in the big 10 East. Is that what you're thinking? Cause it's going to be a while for him to, like you said, just got, just turn over this roster and start to get, you know, the players he wants in his, to, play in his system i think i consider it a win if we're competitive we're not fumbling the ball left and right like we are this year i mean yeah it's pretty bad but i think the biggest marker that's going to show what kind of coach he's going to be is does he have a quarterback that's behind center that he's consistent with that just looks clean i mean you see potential can he take this dumpster fire stack of quarterbacks we have, transfer portal, new recruits. He has to find a way to scramble to get someone that's reasonable back there. Because right now, we have a bottom 10% quarterback behind center in all divisions. I mean, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. And the way he flips around, I know we didn't have a lot of off-season time to work with these guys and no spring ball, but you got to find someone. And it's just showing these guys are terrible. Yeah. So do you think this kid they recruited out of Texas, um, what's his name, Hamp Faye, you think this 6'5", he's a three-star, he's a three-star, but he, you know, he got hurt, so he got downgraded. Um, he was a, I think he was a four-star, and he was maybe he was looking four at five. I mean, he was four or five. He took a team, I think it was his sophomore year to the finals or won the finals in Texas in the highest division. And he's yeah. got the build. I mean, you're talking six, five, you got yep. that. He's got the arm. There's yep. videos of him standing flat footed, throwing like 70 yards. I Jesus mean, Christ. And he's young. And the only reason why he dropped is because he, I think he broke his both bones in his leg. Yeah. He got, and he had injured. Yeah. He yep. played one game his senior year and just went down. So that, that took him out, but he's, you know, it's a broken bone. It's not a knee. It's not a shoulder. Yep. So you can come back from that, and he's got the build. So, And he won in the highest levels of Texas football. That's big time. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. And that was real quick. He went out and got him. So I, I love that that target was on the table, and they brought him to town. So I, I'm hopeful it's him. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely interested to see how things shake out and you know, because I think the quarterback, you know, these guys are just going to be placeholders until we can get, you know, someone like him into the program and ready to go. Yeah, I bring in a, I bring in a transfer JUCO that's, you know, has a little more experience. Bring him in and just let everybody go away. Yep. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, so... Before before we um, start wrapping things up, I do want to touch on um, MSU hoops too. Um, but actually, one more thing about MSU football. I think actually one more win on the schedule could be Penn State. 
Am I crazy? You're not crazy. I mean, okay. they haven't won yet, have they? No, they're 0-4. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a sinking ship, but it could be another, uh, you know, you just need the, the Spartans to get you back on track. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's right. That's a good point. Um, we'll see. That could be that could be a real barn burner between two really bad teams because, I mean, I think Penn State, if guys haven't started dropping left and right to go into the draft, that could be the case, right? Yeah, they're they're not playing for anything, and yeah. there's yeah motivation's low, and in football, if you're not motivated and focused, you get smoked. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, so real quick. MSU um, going basketball. To going to basketball. We start next week against Eastern Michigan. And they got a state of, state of Michigan slate here. They play Eastern. They play Western. They play Detroit, Detroit, Detroit and Oakland. It's going to be uh, – and actually there's been a lot of talk about the – the Detroit Mercy uh, matchup because Izzo's never beaten them, right? I didn't know that fact. Did we so, lose them last time we played them? So, yeah, so Detroit Mercy was actually a pretty good pro. Well, I mean, it's back in the 90s, it was kind of a powerhouse uh, for that for their league. Um, that was, uh, was it Perry Watson? He was the, uh, the Fab Five guy, and he was the coach there. And he, this was like the very beginning of Izzo's tenure at MSU, like mid to late 90s. So like 96, 97, 98. Um, and Izzo was building his program and he never, he would always, he lost to Detroit whenever they were on their schedule. I think he had on the schedule for three years in a row. Um, and there was a lot of, there was a lot of um, pressure on Izzo early on. A lot of people wanted him gone. Uh, the year he went to the NCAA tournament was kind of like in '98 they went to the Sweet 16, but that year there was a lot of pressure on him. But yeah, those, he played Detroit Mercy in those seasons, and they always beat Michigan State. But things have changed. Things have changed now. But uh, yeah, a little different now. But <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So non-conference schedule. I mean, the the big ones are. Our, the regional matchup with Notre Dame, it should happen every year. It doesn't. Mike Bray never wants, doesn't want to play us. Um, I, I mean, it, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting right out of the gate to kind of see how this roster does because they could, they, I mean, they're what picked to finish what fourth in the Big Ten. I feel like this team could really make a run. Oh, it's one of those years. I look at the uh, Vegas odds. I'm highly considering firing up that Bodog account, putting some loot on them to win the whole thing. I mean, this is a versatile team that, you know, for once I'm not complaining that we have no bigs. We have bigs this year, and we have bigs that can shoot too. Yeah. I mean, we can stretch the floor, run and gun. It's going to be a different year. I think they're going to have a shot in their arm too, looking at the recruiting classes. It's just, you know. A lot of positives. Just got to keep the season on track, though. It's going to be yeah. tough. 
as far as like COVID and whatnot, COVID shutting no. games down. Shit, you yeah. have these guys yeah. that are in there, no one on campus. They're you know a lot of the guys live in you know equivalent to Michigan State having Case Hall, and they're yeah guys are going to slip out and go to parties because they're eighteen, and I understand that, but they're playing yeah, one game a week and flying. And it's easy to trace guys. These guys are taking buses, planes, shooting all over the place. I mean, yeah, different city every three, four days. It's a uh, yeah, it's a it's tough. I know it's less people, but it's a lot more travel. Yeah, and that's actually one. You know, I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys have looked at the schedule, but they play on Christmas Day, and this is the first time they've played on Christmas Day in forever because usually the usually the kid they got you know the teams are with their families for Christmas, but with with the pandemic, they actually, they don't want everybody like dispersing yeah. out into the community for five days and then coming sure. back. Um, that's, yeah, that's probably smart. So they actually play, shoot, who do they have on? Wisconsin. I got the schedule up. That, yeah. It's a conference game against Wisconsin. Like that's going to be I'm awesome. This day. Yeah. That's going to yeah. be awesome. To fucking, fucking, that's is sweet. <laughs> and that's gonna be with, great. Wisconsin, and I think Lansing. is. Yeah, Wisconsin's picked what top three in the Big Ten right now. Yeah, the, they always have a good team. I'm sure. Yeah. They, I'm sure they have some. They have some scrappy guard. I'm going to hate, and yeah. they have some like big slug in the middle. Yeah, just dominates the boards. But it's going to be a little different this year. We got bigs. Yeah, yeah. Because right now, I think probably the consensus is Iowa, Illinois, top two, right? Yeah. Well. I mean, I'm just going to say Michigan State's alone by themselves, but yeah, they're pretty good. I think that's what they were when you look at it, and it's going to yeah. be, uh, yeah. But we haven't seen anyone, right? And who knows yeah. how these guys are coached? You have any new coaches out there? New players? Just how COVID's going to tweak that? But I, in Izzo, I trust to For, handle this situation like a boss. Yeah, you know? for sure. I get these guys ready to go. He's got a chip on his shoulder because he didn't get to use Hauser last year, and he's going to smack some people around. Yeah, the Hauser putting him in that lineup, and then hopefully, I mean, if we can get Josh Langford back to, you know, averaging sixteen a night, shooting, you know, thirty five, forty percent from three, that's a huge boost to that lineup. Yeah, I'd, I'd handle him with kids' gloves, though. Even though we play some big guys at the start. Yeah, and I know he wants to play, and you want to test it, but we got some guys that are pretty close to him. I mean, if we're getting twenty minutes a night, and he's playing every night, I do that all yeah. day because he's a great defender. At the end, he can pop the three. Like I want him out there, but get him frequent rest. Let the other guys run and gun. So yeah, so how do you see this starting lineup shaking out? Is it is it Rocket and Langford with Henry? Um, Hauser and who's probably Bingham. Who's Bingham at Bingham's the five? been there probably because he's big. You know, you can have him out there for the tip at the start, and he's been around. I think I think they'll throw him out there. It's a pretty safe bet, but I would say he might start the game. But you could see some of the other guys depending on the flow of the game. You know the hot hand or who we're playing, uh, what kind of defense? Um, they might go smaller, but I'd say Bingham's probably day one starter versus Eastern. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. And then, do you see um, 
like where do you see like a Malik Hall or like a Julius Marble fitting in along with, you know, they've got what's his name, Mati Sizoko. That guy's an absolute just monster of a man. Yeah. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. I've always said Sissico, but I probably am hacking that one up. I've yeah, seen I've here. seen the videos. I'm gonna love when I see us going run and gun, shooting, you know, throwing oops with you know, 20 seconds still on the clock, Rocket Watts, the Maddie. That's going to be beautiful. That guy just can get up and throw it down, and you just go no set plays. Izzo lets them do that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then you're talking Maddie at the, you know, the five, just running and gunning. Then people sprint back and Hauser popping three, just kind of walking up the court when you kick it back. It's, it's going to look nice. Yeah, I fucking love that. And then – do you see Foster Lawyer starting at point guard at any point this season, or is it going to be like an? Do you think it's it's all Rocket and or maybe AJ Hoggard? I mean, Lawyer might start on the uh, you know during practice against the first team, but yeah, man, I, <laughs> I I I can't see a situation with the guys that we have out there that you're seeing Foster more than five or ten minutes. I mean. Yeah. There are some fun gifts out there with with Foster from last season. They he fucking has like a laugh track. Apparently, I'm sure he's a nice guy. He works the, hard. The team loves him. Fun. Yeah, I mean, he's a team captain, right? He's one of the captains, so they obviously love him. They have a lot of respect for him. But yeah, it's uh, um, he's he's coming in to spell Rocket Watts or maybe even AJ Hoggard, right? Whoever's playing point. Yeah, that's why you need Hager to get back. He had a knee surgery the other day, the end of October. Oh, oh did he really? Yeah, clean up a meniscus, but they said it would be fine for the first game. Okay. I just, oh, it's going to be brutal if you have to watch the Duke-Notre Dame game and he has a flare-up and you're watching, you know, five-star freshman you know, being guarded by Foster Lawyer. It doesn't work out well. Yeah. That's that's tough, man. That's true. Yeah, I can I can only watch us play Duke and be on pins and needles and have Foster Lawyer trapped in half court. I really don't need to see that again. It's just it's <laughs> uh, so stressful. Like, yeah, why is he in? Yeah, I mean, we kind of we kind of saw that one coming, right? I mean, after what happened with Cassius, Cassius's brother, it was right after that. Duke Duke didn't, you know, after we beat him in the tournament the year before, you knew that was it could get bad. Yeah, and I mean, every year you have Izzo, he tries to play, do teaching moments. So you know there's a way to beat some of these teams. And I swear he knows how to beat them and refuses to let the guys do it. You know, it's like tying a boxer's arm behind his back. It's just... He plays teacher too much early in the season. You blow those games. It hurts, but yeah. I mean, he gets results in the tourney. So I guess that's all that matters. So what's, uh, <clears throat> I guess my last question before we wrap things up. So what's the, uh, where, where do you see Michigan State finishing the Big Ten? And, and what's their, uh, kind of what do you think their ceiling is uh, in the tournament? Is this a Final Four I mean, squad? I'm- yeah, I'm not playing Homer here. I think it's a, I think it's a Final Four squad. You got a, I know you lost Cassius and Xavier, but you were, you know, you had guys that showed talent, and Izzo's going to get them prepared. And I, 
have no clue what some of these other teams are going to do and who's going to, you know, bail out of the tournament if, uh, depending on what the situation is. Izzo has these guys working. They're working as a team. Everything I've seen, they're all getting along. He's got a chip in his shoulder because they held Hauser out from us when they let guys like him in to other right. teams. Right. You know, he's pissed off. And I think this year you're going to see more than ever Izzo go right at teams out the gate and not hold back for teaching moments because you right. never know when you're going to miss seven games in a row due to COVID. Yeah. You, know, you could have – so you get you have a team and you're healthy and they're healthy. you got to put them out of their misery. Just put them down quick. Yeah, I really like the fact that um, if Lankford's healthy, I don't think a lot of people were expecting that, so that could be a huge boost. And, I mean, Joey Hauser, I mean, this is kind of the stretch four that they've always – they've just coveted that type of player. Right. And they've never really had it. No, they haven't. No, I'm not. Yeah. Goran Sutan or uh, big Gavin Schilling. Yeah. Those guys aren't it. Big Gav was not that man and they haven't had him. And it's going to be fun too. We get Hauser early in the year playing against his brother who transferred. Yep. At Virginia. uh, Against Virginia. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. You know, have the have the youngster beat his older brother's ass. That'd be <laughs> that'd be awesome. And then, I mean, the the, the non conference you've got three like some pretty primetime programs in the ACC with Notre Dame, Virginia, and Duke. Um, Virginia coming off the national championship in two thousand nineteen, and I mean Duke's a Duke's a fucking factory, right? Yeah, that's gonna be three hard games. But- yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm expecting two or three out of that for us to win. Um, yeah. Nor, in a normal year with the teaching moment town, I'd say there's a chance to go 0-3. Uh, but I I think you'll you'll see some surprising results in those games. Yeah, and I think being that there's no fans in the stands, the, the road games aren't as nearly as daunting as they would be in the regular season, you know, regular circumstances. Yeah, Cameron's going to be a little easier to play in. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to get together again, Scott. Thanks for jumping on the call. I know we have a lot more we want to talk about, um, but I think we're going to call this uh, call this session ended. Um, and you know, I wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving, Scott. Thanks for joining the show, Andy. As always. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on. Thanks, Scott. We appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. And uh, I'm actually going to Disneyland after this. So, oh, there we go. That's awesome. Happiest place on earth. Dude, we'll have to take it easy. Yeah, we'll have to have you back on and talk about that for sure. Anytime, anytime. Yeah, I'll let you know how the Disney World COVID experience went. (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually interested to hear about that. So, yeah, talk soon. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. I'll I'll fill you in. Awesome. All right. Fellas, take it easy. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button, and we will talk to you next time. Go green.